0: And Welcome Anthony Begley from SLR. Thank you so much for joining us for this vlog, uh, Convenience Talks. Uh, we're speaking to industry leaders and people that know the convenience industry uh, well just to find out what they're doing in their business currently, um, what the what sort of adaptations they've been making within their business because of the coronavirus situation and, and what they think the future looks like. Um, so do you just want to introduce for anyone that's watching that doesn't know um, yourself or SLR, who you are and, and what you do and where you sit within the industry?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My name's Anthony Begley. I uh, publish a magazine called Scottish Local Retail, which is a monthly title that goes to the convenience retailing industry in Scotland. Um, We also have a contract publishing division which is predominantly around food and drink too, mostly convenience. So we produce some magazines and websites and various other bits of marketing collateral and so on for a number of wholesalers, big suppliers, some pub companies, things like that, but 95% of what we do is food and drink and that's what we've been doing for about two decades now and it feels a lot longer and getting longer by the day at the moment.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much for that introduction. So tell me, when, first, when did you know that, that there was going to be a situation and, and what was the sort of immediate effect on SLR and your business as a whole?
1: To be honest, I've always been a bit of a naive optimist. So when all this stuff kicked off, I was kind of thinking this is going to blow over and become nothing. It'll be fine. It was relatively late in the day that we started to think no, this is going to have a major impact on our business and and on convenience trade as a whole upon uh, which we rely so I would say it's only maybe six, eight weeks ago that we started thinking now this is going to start getting complicated now um the 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 big picture so far for us is that largely we've remained untouched in the publishing media side. In, our, in my experience in our company, we haven't had an awful lot, we've had quite a few suppliers coming to us kind of testing the water, would it be okay if we pulled this ad or that bit of activity? Um, so far most of them have been fairly understanding and I've understood that we have a business to run as well and they've kept with it. So that we should be okay for the next month or two, um, but after that it's anyone's guess, I don't really know what's going to happen at that point. Some of the more immediate effects are obviously the, the social distancing laws means that all of the events, things that we do have been cancelled or are being cancelled and we used to do an awful lot of events, small land labs. So, are you cancelling uh, to, or
0: are you postponing, I mean, what's yeah, your, your yeah, yeah. That
1: was a, a careless choice of word, yeah, where, where possible we are postponing, but there have been things which have been cancelled. So, for example, we had an event planned for the menthol ban preparation thing. Uh, which which we couldn't do, and obviously, as the mental ban comes in twentieth of May, we won't be able to run it full stop. So that has been cancelled. But as a general rule, we're trying to postpone. But again, at the minute, we're, we're with the events team. And it's very hard to decide what to do. So we're going to have to cancel one of our biggest events, which is the SLR Awards every year, which is about three hundred fifty four hundred people. We're going to have to push that back. But at the moment, you know, everyone is trying to find dates in October, November. So everybody that's postponing events now is all trying to cram dates in at the same time so the Mm -hmm. hotels have got got, minimum capacity and things. So we're all struggling with the same thing. And again... You know, nobody knows if come October we're actually going to be able to hold events. We, may, we might still be in some form of lockdown. It might not be complete lockdown, but we might not be able to have events with a lot of people in the one room. So there's a there's a chance that we are going to have to postpone again. But we're in the same boat as everybody else. We just have to try and cope with it best as we can, and that involves you know trying to get a bit more creative and trying to trying to find new ways of doing business. And I suppose that will lead us on to the kind of the questions that we're going to talk about uh, next. But yeah so far fingers crossed it's not been too bad but i can see it getting a lot worse pretty quickly um so yeah it's day day by day you know
0: okay and so you know you, you just said there about trying to find new ways to do business so what adaptations have you made can you make and what effect are you seeing of those adaptations so far
1: yeah, I mean, the first thing that's that's really obvious to us is that, in, in normal terms, a monthly magazine's pretty good for doing a lot of stuff. It's not great for for news, so we use the, the website and social media and things quite a lot. But in the current situation, a monthly magazine is kind of prehistoric by the times it comes out, because everything's changed. By the time you go to press and three or four days later the magazine comes out everything's changed so we need to be really careful how we treat things so it's forcing us into looking at different ways so we've got some ideas about maybe some digital edition magazines maybe some more digital content that will let us keep retailers up to date with the latest developments as they happen rather than potentially a week or a month out of date you know Um, and we're going to have to rethink and get a bit more creative maybe around using more technology solutions to try and bring the whole trade together and provide them with the information that we need because we don't really see ourselves as magazine publishers I've always said to the guys that work for us listen we're, we're not a magazine company but all, all we're doing is bringing two people together you know the retailer and the people that want to talk to the retailer whether we do that through a magazine or online or face to face or whatever doesn't really make any difference all we are is the conduit in between to bring these guys together so we're having to find new ways of bringing these people together but I think that's one of the upsides because I think this coronavirus thing is there's a lot of downsides to it, clearly, um, but there are some upsides because we're seeing some sort of, you know, good old-fashioned values, for want of a, a better phrase, coming uh, well, back and we're seeing people... The community people. element
0: is, is just a joy to watch, and, and actually yeah. it's publications like yours that are bringing those good news stories to us, and you know, the, the, the daily updates and, and the news that we're seeing in the, in the mainstream media is so depressing that I think that certainly if I look at publications like yours and I look at some of the social media that's going out there it's it's incredibly heartwarming to see what the community is doing and especially for convenience stores who really really have had to step up to the plate and I think people are suddenly going oh hang on you guys are amazing so it's great to see those new stories and hopefully more of those will come through.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we're focusing on. There's not much point in us trying to provide news on what's happening with coronavirus or the, the impacts of it and things because that's all been done to death everywhere you look. But what we're trying to do is is a couple of things. One's just to share with the retail audience up here and, and, and wider on some of the good news stories and some of the clever ideas because there's guys with some really nice ideas about home delivery and doing innovative stuff for vulnerable people and things and it's a it's nice just to share that because it's nice positive things about community retailers doing what they do best and b it's also sharing uh decent ideas that other retailers can maybe borrow and say, so you have to do that in my store and help out so we're trying to do, find all the positive sides but i think um what will hopefully come out of this is that we will we will end up in a different world. I don't think there's any, any doubt that the world will have changed once once coronavirus has become history. I think we're all going to emerge out of this as a society, as slightly different people. And I think that could benefit the, commun- the convenience trade because they've always been there for everybody. It's just that you know, they haven't maybe got the recognition because you know familiarity breeds contempt to a certain extent. They're always there, so people don't really value them. But in the last two, three, four, five weeks, I think more and more consumers across the UK are starting to see the value that a local store can bring to them that no one else can bring to them and they've always been doing it it's just that you never really paid attention you
0: know well that brings me very neatly thank you very much onto my my final of of the three areas three questions I wanted to ask you which is what does the future look like for your business but also for the industry as a whole you know what what's the new normal um and I don't think anyone can can Say exactly what that looks like, but from what you're seeing now and, and from what you're experiencing, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, trying to predict what the new normal is is, is, a, is a scary thought, but yeah, as I said, the eternal optimist, I think we're going to come out of the back end of this better than we went in, um, and in and, and a broad sense, I don't just mean in terms of efficiency of retail and profit and things, I just mean as people. As, as human beings we've realized over the last month or two what really really matters to us what's important to us and that's family that's friends that's community that's all the things that really 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 matter it doesn't matter what car you've got or which holidays you aren't going on now because you're not allowed to it matters that taking care of each other looking after each other and i think that plays to all the strengths of the convenience trade convenience retailers the strongest thing they've always had is that bond with the local community that tries them out supermarket markets and discounters just can't match, and this has brought it into really sharp focus. The the challenge going forward, to sort of get back to your question, is is how do we capitalise on that and build a legacy that is a positive one down the line? And I think that really comes down to partnerships, working together, everybody in our whole industry, all of the trade bodies maybe putting down their own agendas and working together for the benefit of their members who are at the end of the day all in the very same industry trying to achieve the same things. So seeing these guys working closer together for the benefit of their members and maybe being a bit more positive and inclusive and and just happy and trying to help each other out a bit of compassion out the back end of it hopefully
0: excellent thank you very much Anthony Begley from SLR that is a perfect place to leave it thank you for your time Um, wishing you the best of luck over the coming weeks and stay safe